fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If I were to tell you that black men who voted for Obama are not good people and that you should be afraid of them, what would you say about me? You would say that I was racist, or in my case, that I was self-loathing, that I hated my own people. Such is the convoluted nature of identity politics. Identity politics is, is I think, ripping the country apart because it is primarily ripping the Democrat Party apart. Identity politics is hypocrisy at its worst. And we're going to talk about that up next. My name is James T. Harris. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. I'm a radio talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is The Conservative Circus. I am the ringmaster, and the big top is News Talk 550 KFYI. We're talking about identity politics here. No, if I would have told you that, of course, all hell would have broke loose, but I didn't say that. Actually, it was Michael Moore. And what Michael Moore said is white men who voted for Trump are not good people. You should be afraid of them. He said this in an interview with Rolling Stone. Sick now, of, I'm just, I refuse to participate in post-racial America. I refuse yeah. to say because we elected Obama that suddenly that means everything's okay. White people have changed. White people have not changed. Two-thirds of all white guys voted for Trump. That means anytime you see three white guys walking at you down the street toward you, two of them voted for Trump. You need to move over to the other sidewalk because these are not good people yeah. that are walking towards you. You should be afraid of them. And the on third one way. probably says, I'm thinking about voting for Trump. Right. Yeah, the, th well, no, no, the third one is yeah. you yeah, and me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We're like, we're traitors. We're traitors to our race. That's how they see us, too, by the way. Oh! <laughs> the very thing that they accuse us of is what they do. Can you imagine? You know, if you see uh, four black people together, all of them voted for Obama. So you should be afraid. <laughs> you should be afraid and you should avoid them. My goodness. You know, if, if Michael Moore would say that, he would be racist. But for some reason, he's allowed to say that about his own ethnicity. Why is that? Because he's woke. He's woke. And because he's woke, he can now point to other white folks, Americans of European descent, especially if they're male and they voted for Trump. But he could say that they're racist and they should be avoided. Wow. Telephone number is 888-727-BECK. We got Carl out in Alabama. Carl, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, uh, Glenn. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you're not Glenn. <laughs> you're James. <laughs> uh, uh, I have been waiting for this moment for a long time. And a bonus for me is to wish my cousin Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm so proud of you. 
I got a lot of things to talk about. I don't think I'm going to be able to get them all in. But um, just know that I agree with most of what you're saying, and you actually have added to my uh, category of vocabulary when you say uh, um, Americans of European descent. Uh, I don't like putting labels on things, black, white, green, yellow, pink, purple, or orange, because they all carry negative connotations. Uh, however, I think that's a good one. I mean, if we can be if we can be of African descent, then they can be uh, of well, European cousin descent. Car- yeah, because of current where I'm coming from is we you know we're Americans first. We are Americans exactly. first, and then if you want to make some distinctions, you can tell me where your people are from. Absolutely, absolutely, and I fully agree with that. And that's my that's my site. Uh, I really don't care about the rest of it. I'm an American, born, exactly. bred American, 100. percent The Constitution is my document. And it gives me my rights and, and everything, and uh, no man can take it away from me. No, well, they're trying to. Take it away from me. But they well, are they trying. Are. They are. You know, and I also was thinking that, you know, uh, I agree. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Glenn. I started out loving him because he used a chalkboard to break down things and made it simple. It's like, yeah, I, I, he thinks like I think. Um, you know, uh, my first, my first, well, I, I guess I won't mention that, but you know, the, the second thing is that, uh, I started to dislike him a little bit, uh, when he came against Trump in the beginning, his explanations were good and it made me struggle because I trusted Glenn. So I'm saying if he's against this guy, I better, better do my homework. That only made me better for Trump. Uh, and then he came back with his same way that he tries to seek the truth and he tries to, to do what's right. And he now is a Trump supporter. So I, I trust Glenn for doing the right thing, doing the homework, and, 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 and making it simple. So I appreciate that. And, uh, uh, you know, I just want he, – he, he's, he's done it again because he got my cousin on the, <laughs> on the line. <laughs> and I really, appre- <laughs> I really appreciate that. And I, I really did not realize after all of these years that you had done that. And I have been trying to uh, – I've, I've done radio and TV, and I've been trying to – uh, figure out a way to get to our people. And I only say that because we're practically singing to the choir. I mean, you know, what we talk about, the truths that we talk about, needs to get to our people because I don't think they're woke at all. I don't well, think Al Sharpton is woke, and you notice I didn't no, say that R-E-B word because he is not unreverent to me. I know what the word means, uh, and I have no reverence for him. Uh, I don't think that Jesse Jackson is woke. I don't think that many of our uh, quote-unquote uh, self-appointed leaders in our community anymore. Uh, I think I think I think some of the better ones died with pops, with your your father. Well, and, I'll and tell you what, Carol. What you're saying, what you what you're saying here is really really interesting because you talked about Glenn Beck going through his changes, and you were watching that. You were talking about the chalkboard. You were watching that. And you, you were able to follow along. You were able to it taught you to think for yourself. It's in this sense, I, I, I'd say that you know TV is a, a good thing. But then the other thing that you mentioned here is you know how you don't trust uh, uh, Al Sharpton. You don't trust the Jesse Jacksons. And I think that you're right not to. And you say, how do we get to our people? I would like to put out there that President Trump has cut through all of that and he's doing just that. He is cutting he is cutting through the media noise and he is reaching uh to the people and they're hearing him. And this is why we're seeing the um approval rate among Americans of African descent grow. 
we're seeing the approval rate uh, from uh, Americans of uh, Mexican descent grow. As a matter of fact, here's something that a lot of people, especially on the left, they just don't want to hear. Here is a Hispanic Trump voter who happens to be on the television set and they're asking him reporters are asking him why do you support trump i look at president trump as the one who most closely represents my values people will hear that and say values you know what values does the president have so when you say that what do you mean i mean supporting things that i support like uh being against abortion uh being for limited government involvement being for border security whoa wait a minute what being against abortion, being for border security, immigrate. But, 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 sir, you're Hispanic. You're not supposed to support Trump. How did this guy ever end up in the Trump camp? One of the things that is happening in our country today is, is because the media has so discredited itself. Because the media and the Democrat Party has lied to to Americans for so long. People are starting to open their eyes. When President Trump called out Elijah Cummings for his rat infested district. Oh, right. Racist. That's racist. But then you had a few people go into those districts and talk to the people there. And they're like, President Trump is right. I've been here all my life. It's never got better. It's getting worse. As a matter of fact, look at that. Then they show you a house and got a tree growing up through a dilapidated house. They're criticizing the president for saying that Baltimore is rat infested. And then in the background, why the reporter was saying that they got rats running around. You can't make this stuff up. This is what makes this president so extraordinary. This message so timely. He just calls it as he sees it. And then the media tries to spank him over it. And they're they're the ones that are proven wrong. And the president's proven right. President Trump is not a Republican or or a Democrat. And, you know, he put on that R and thank God for it. But I think that he is he's running the country. His policies are more conservative than we ever could have imagined. But the one thing the president is doing. That is amazing is he's cutting through the noise and his message, his policies are attracting Americans, whether you're American of African descent, uh, European descent, whatever descent. It's the ideas that are capturing the imagination. My name is James C. Harris. Sitting in for Glenn Beck, this is the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James C. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Telephone number, if you want to weigh in, 888-727-BECK. You know, it is amazing. I'm going to go back to uh, Michael Moore here for a second. Because uh, with this interview with the Rolling Stone magazine, uh, he, he was talking about how he refuses to participate in post-racial America. 
He said, I refuse to say because we elected Obama that suddenly that means everything is okay. White people have changed. White people haven't changed. He said, two-thirds of all white guys voted for Trump. That means anytime you see three white guys walking at you down the street towards you, two of them voted for Trump. You need to move to the other side because these are not good people. They are walking toward you. You should be afraid of them. And to me, this is extraordinary. This is an extraordinary admission. This is extraordinary that this guy can get the press coverage that he's getting. This guy is racist. That is a racist notion. And all you need to do is to change the ethnicity and understand that this is way out of bounds. If well, you, I can give you different scenarios. If a black guy said this, if a white guy said this, but see where where Michael Moore is able to get away with it because he's an American of European descent and he's talking about other Americans of European descent. And because, you know, he's a left winger. And it, you can discriminate when you're a left winger. But see, white folks, white folks can't be the oppressors. Or I should say, I'm, I'm sorry, white folks are always the oppressors. So they can never be victims, right? They are the aggressors at all times. And as a result, we have to put up with clearly racist comments like Michael Moore. It's laughable, but it's also very, very dangerous. I think Michael Moore's rhetoric is very, very dangerous. He's uh I remember one of my heroes back in the day, and this is controversial. I used to love listening to Malcolm X, the recordings of Mal Mal Malcolm X. I used to love to listen to him take on the establishment. I enjoyed him more when he evolved out of the nation of Islam and became, you know, went on the the true pursuit of of Islam. That's when his eyes really opened. Then he came back and it's even reported that he started having conversations with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it was around that time he got shot. But he spoke bluntly. But even in his, even in, in his, um, uh, negative commentary towards the European culture, he still evolved to talk about the brotherhood of man. And look how far we've come from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s, uh, uh I have a dream speech where he wanted his children to be judged on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin. Now we have the Democrats who are judging people not on the content of their character, but on the color of their hat. Make America great again. <laughs> that hat, that sentiment can get you beat up. Most of the political attacks that we are seeing 
are not from conservatives or Trump supporters attacking uh, uh, liberals and socialists. No, it's, it's vice versa. And if that Trump supporter happens to be white, well, you know what? They just got what they deserved, whether it be a 16-year-old kid or a 50-year-old man. That's where the left has brought us, and it is dangerous. One of the things that I've been harping on is how this is learned behavior. Um, And now we have Michael Moore on television uh, teaching other people, like-minded people, to, to be this way, to feel this way. We heard from a caller yesterday who said that in New York in a classroom uh, right after the 2016 elections, the thing among the woke to do was to wear a, a safety pin. And that safety pin was supposed to signal to Americans of African descent that these were safe white folks. <laughs> They're woke. They didn't vote for, for Trump. And it's laughable, but it's also dangerous. He also talked about how the Americans of African descent didn't like that. They felt belittled. That's what this, that's what this ideology, that's what this political movement does. There are so many things for us to celebrate as we're moving into 2020. There are so many things that our country is doing that I think is uh, a unique and special. One of them. Is President Trump and the unveiling of Space Force. Now, I have to be honest with you. When I first heard about Space Force, I, I ridiculed it. I, I laughed. <laughs> Space Force! I think about that movie, the cartoon Space Ghost. Whenever <laughs> or what was the one, um, uh, the, uh, the little the, the puppets? You had uh, Team America. That kind of stuff. I you know, you know where, where where did that come from? But after I got done giggling, I started to ask myself a serious question: How come the United States government is not publicly involved in space? The last time we heard from NASA, I believe uh, the Obama administration was putting NASA uh, made them um, put them took them out of space and put them over something like a Arab cultural development. It's been over 50 years since we've been to the moon. And all the space shuttle did really was like, you know, go up and then kind of ride around in orbit. A big cargo ship doing scientific experiments. You know, just kind of, you know, I just. So what what can Space Force mean for our future? And is this something we should be excited about? We're going to we're going to look to the stars coming up next. And I really do believe that President Trump is on to something. We'll talk about it. My name is James C. Harris. Sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's called Space Force. 
Space. Going to be a lot of things happening in space. Because space is the world's newest warfighting domain. Amid grave threats to our national security, American superiority in space is absolutely vital. And we're leading, but we're not leading by enough, but very shortly we'll be leading by a lot. The Space Force will help us deter aggression and control the ultimate high ground. With today's signing, I will proudly appoint General Jay Raymond, the first Chief of Space Operations, and he will become the very first member of the Space Force, and he will be on the Joint Chiefs. He will be on the Joint Chiefs, which we are now expanding by one position. That's a very powerful position. So, General Raymond, congratulations, and thank you for everything you've done. Space Force is a go. President Donald Trump, he's created a new military service, as he said, to fight in space, and he signed a three $738 billion defense spending bill. This is kind of amazing. We're talking about 16,000 active duty airmen and civilians who served in the Space Command are now part of the newly minted Space Force. And our goal here is to return to space. But you said this is not like Star Trek. We're not boldly going where no man has gone before to try to, you know, uh, uh, discover new cultures, new civilizations. This is more like Star Wars, <laughs> which, you know, when it comes to the two science fiction uh, uh, genres here, Star Trek is more realistic than Star Wars. Star Wars is sort of like, you know, make-believe. Star Trek is real. <laughs> Have you seen the native Star Wars? Uh, they got a new weapon. I'm not going to say anything beyond that because I know a lot of folks have not seen the uh, the last uh, episode of the Star Wars. Well, how many trilogies were there? Three? But it's interesting because at first the president, you know, people made fun of him. And I, I understand that. But then we have to ask the question, how come we're not doing anything in space? The Chinese, they're doing stuff in space. The Japanese, they're doing stuff in space. But now all of a sudden we're back in and it's a new military branch to boot. And the president, he's been pushing for this. He's been taking criticisms for this effort. He, even from folks who on his side of the aisle. They, they've got all kinds of memes popping up with President Trump as Buzz Lightyear. But you know what? Something tells me that someday we're going to be thanking the president for this bold move. A lot of technology we have today is a direct result of the nation's investment in the space program. And we have the technology. Why do we, what, what has kept us from going back to space? There are some folks out there who, who think, you know what, we, we're not out of it. We haven't been out of it. We just haven't been talking about it. I don't want to go down the conspiracy theory lane today here on the, on the Glenbeck program. But when you imagine all of the satellites that are in orbit now, 
Have we ever stopped to think about how populated our orbit is? Not just with satellites, but even with space junk. We've got stuff falling from the sky all the time. Most of the time it falls over the water. But lately it's been falling on land. One person was out hiking when space junk almost hit him. There is a lot of science that is done in space, but it is time for America to have our own vessels with our own astronauts without international oversight. I happen to think that uh, all of this uh, Star Trek style, you know, uh, uh, United Nations, uh, United Forces stuff is garbage, especially when you've got China out there cheating. We can't have free trade with China as long as they cheat. And that's why, part of the reason why we're having these negotiations on trade. My question is, if we don't trust them when it comes to trade, why do we trust them when it comes to space? Thanks to today's technology, uh, most of the, the scientific work most of the work period can be done remotely from right here on Earth. I don't think the president envisions, you know, a bunch of uh, rocket ship cowboys zipping around the planet. But we do have space junk. We do have uh, uh, satellite technology. We do have spying going on. And I think that our country should be a part of that, every part of that. Like the president just said, I think that our country should lead in that. Even though it's kind of frightening, because I certainly don't trust the FBI, and I certainly don't trust the FISA courts, but you know what? It would be kind of nice if our team had a bird's eye view on everything that's going on on the planet. With technology placed solidly here on Earth in the United States of America. We have private companies that are making huge breakthroughs. We got SpaceX. We've had you know, what countries used to could only do. You have, you have, I'm sorry, countries, yeah, and companies are now being able to do it. And that's, that's good. But private corporations will never have the financial backing that a country like America could give this program. So I think from the technological advances alone, we should be there. And I think that the fact that we have uh, countries that are not very friendly to us that are up there uh, doing things, we need to be there. Yeah, I think also the that the, we could come up with something better than Space Force, though. Uh, no. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just the name. I don't know what to think except for the fact that when the giggling stops and we look around the world, we see that other countries are very, very active in these space programs, and it bothers me. That we have not been, and I'm wondering why that is. It is the timing of all of this is very, very strange. Because the president, I think he knows something, 
And I have learned to trust his judgment when it comes to the safety and security of this country. And so I say, let's go. I say the Space Force is going to, uh, I think is going to have a profound impact on the way we see things. In, wait, what? Oh, okay, I got this. Someone's saying, what about asteroids? Uh, most of them are discovered by amateurs and lone astronomers. What about uh, uh, what about the United States? You know, becoming a defense force on that. Well, that's kind of kind. Is that is that? Yeah. We have evidence on the planet that asteroids have hit. Do we now have the technology to be able to divert one of those uh, 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 that may strike the planet? Can you tell that I'm kind of out there on this? <laughs> Just kind of out there on this. I don't know. All I do know is this. If we have other countries that are investing their technology into this, or uh, I, I, I think we, we are too. I think something else is going on that's deeper. I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there about what that could be. But for right now, we are living in an unprecedented time. And in the same way when President Trump started running and he started to say, make America great again, and we were proud of America, but a lot of Americans wouldn't say that. Amer a lot of Americans didn't feel that. A lot of us felt uncomfortable because we had been bullied into thinking, you know what, we have so much power. Uh, we're a world power. We need to share this. We're, we're, this is illegitimate, illegitimate gains. We used to believe that consciously as a country. It took President Trump reintroducing the idea that America is great. We once were very proud of our space program. And we've had other administrations dismantle it. We've had some administrations talk about it coming back. But just like we had other administrations who promised to move the embassy, you know, to Jerusalem and Israel, but didn't, this president did. And this president proudly is unveiling this program, and it is his objective to make America a better and safer place. So... I'll keep my eye on this, but uh, I think the president, once again, has kept his promises. My name is James T. Harris. Filling in for Glenn Beck, this is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. Sit again. This is the last sitting. I want to t t just want to say to uh, everyone out there, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, sitting in on this platform. And I appreciate all of the emails. You know, that took some effort. People had to find out who I am and find the email and send that off. And, and a lot of folks did. I appreciate the text, appreciated the text messages and the Facebook posts that have been left. And I tried to respond to them all. It's an amazing time that we live in. And I think the, the more we tune out 
the television, the more we tune out the propaganda, the more that we tune out uh, what um, uh, the propagandists want us to think about this country, want us to think about this president, I think the better off we are going to be. I think coming up in 2020, you know, it's going to be a dangerous path, though, because we have seen how the the Democrats, uh, we have seen how those in the media are completely devoted to, bought in with resistance. The resistance movement is strong and it threatens to, to tear the nation apart. Yesterday, I introduced the idea that we are not having or experiencing a coup as much as we are experiencing a cold civil war. I don't want it to become hot. We're keeping our eye on some states that are that are making bold moves. Once the, once the left gets in and they have the governorship and they have the legislature, now they're making bold moves to to um, uh, advance their agenda. And out in Virginia, they're talking about confiscating guns. And you got some gun owners saying, this is, hey, this is, uh, this is my, uh, this is constitutional right to own these guns. They're saying, we're going to send in the National Guard. Then you have some Virginians say, okay, well, we're going to form, form a militia. <laughs> oh, time out. Time out. Let us go back and visit the Constitution. Those founding fathers, I think they were brilliant in their wisdom and in their insight. I think right now we have a lot of Democrats who are who are uh, flirting uh, with that. And actually, they're having a one-night stand with the founding fathers. Oh, the founding fathers are great when we talk about impeachment. And we we uh, uh we uh, respect the founding fathers, but then when it comes to the electoral college, you know, <laughs> we don't like the the founders. Then we're in very very strange time, but we've been in situations that have been worse than this as a country. What I would encourage everybody to do is is do not take for granted the gifts that we have. Do not look around and take for granted this incredible economy. Do not take for granted that we're having a constitutionalists put on the court. Do not take for granted that we have an administration that is making it easier for people to get into business. And do not take for granted that our country is blessed because of that constitution and because the founding fathers knew that only a moral people could enjoy this type of liberty. So we need to pray for our president. We need to pray for the Democrats and the Republicans. We need to pray for local uh, leaders. We need to pray for each other that we don't lose these liberties on our watch. Thank you so much for joining my friends for the last couple of days. My name is James C. Harris. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at James C. Harris Media. I've been sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
You're listening to Glenn Beck. <laughs> 